for a long time now, I have contemplated whether or not I should create my tulpa. What is a tulpa you ask? It is an old Tibetan word meaning to build and this was a spiritual practice involving lots of meditation and concentration of your thoughts, thus personifying them resulting in a new creation called an egregor or thought form. Thought forms live inside the etherical realm, where your imaginations come into action. Everyone has their own realm of imagination as it's a place for your thoughts, emotions and ideas can become reality. Therefore, they are a being you can create with your imagination. You see, over time as it develops into a manifest being of your thoughts, it can become sentient and independent from you. Many people in today's society find this subject taboo, especially in today's society, believe that this kind of practice can be detrimental to your social development. That may be true, however, I studied more about them and it turns out this practice has helped people relieve stress and anxiety. I thought I could use that as it intrigued me to believe in my own creations. I had suffered from depression after losing my girlfriend of three years, in a car accident, I couldn't face the world. I had never been the same. Until I came across this practice of topomancy. I read stories on Reddit, checking out videos on YouTube. Some stories are scary and they lead people to misunderstand this concept. Like, these stories would report that help has caused people to go insane, telling them to harm people and themselves. Knowing the risks involved and having studied how there are other evil entities around us all the time. Without any protection from God, since I believed in him, it's crucial to take these precautions before you start your journey of topomancy. So I decided I take the time to create one myself, not focusing on the consequences. I learned about the warnings, stating you must not create a tulpa if you aren't willing to spend time with it, if you neglect it. It will just fade away and that would kill it. That, in a sense, could make you a murderer. I thought about it for a couple of months now, and I drew model designs of it, and practiced parroting with it. Parroting is to think for them. It is basically another form of forcing the creation, that is to say, it's kind of looked down on as this can complicate its independence. After months of practice, until one day I was meditating so focused, finally after a six month period, I was beginning to see and hear my tulpa, I had created in my mind. It made me scared at first and she appeared and then disappeared for a second. I tried again and did what I have been doing and tried not to be scared. She, at the start, was quite shy and only communicated by fluttering her eyelashes and nodding her head, but over time with our session she has gotten better, forming words and sentences. She looked gorgeous. A young lady with soft blue skin and dark green mixed blue hair reaching past her earlobes. Yellow, amber, lovely eyes, with mascara and stands at about 5 foot 3 inches tall. She usually wears a cyan-colored miniskirt, and a loose dark blue sweater. She wears these purple cowboy boots and as she walks it makes a clip, clop sound. She has on dark cherry lipstick and smells of blueberries. I named her, Blue. She had a shiny sapphire gem stuck on her forehead. It glowed when she communicated telepathically with me. I love her just the same as I did when she was in the making six months ago and I'm in a better place now than I was back then. I know that I can change her if I wanted to, and sometimes when I do things that I shouldn't, the process is called delusional infill. She, Blue, 
knows everything I know and you always talk about the tulpas and how you just met them and they're the best. Like, how they mean the world to you. You don't tell her all the details, it feels wrong, you never actually like to share more than what's necessary. She knows everything about you, it's not even that weird. After a week or two, without contact, you feel like crap, almost ashamed of yourself because you know she'll get tired of not hearing from you or not seeing you because you're not as focused as a laser. How I got over it was when I thought about being with her and getting tulpas, and I thought I'd just be fighting for the right to have a tulpa. So I remembered thinking of how I used to try to make an imaginary friend been stuck since grade 4. It didn't last very long though. To be honest, I didn't know what tulpas were at the time, but an old friend had helped me put together a list of features for one. So my tulpa I named Blue had stayed with me for a year now. She has been treating me great. She lets me decide what we can do together and we get to tell each other stories. Blue tells me about herself, her experiences growing up, about her mom and dad, about her school friends, about the bullies she gets from girls. When I'm alone and in need of some cheering up, she can send messages to me through her thoughts. She's been asking me to remove her audio when she does this. I get mad at her because I don't think she deserves this. She is a dream to me. But, sometimes I need to let her do what she wants. Like, last night, after seeing one of my old math teachers with us talking. She started making silly faces behind her. Being my tulpa, Blue developed her own personality, she started out shy at first but now she is the precocious tulpa I've ever seen. I was scared to touch her, but thanks to tulpas etc I'm learning to do that, and it feels really awesome. Now. I have to admit that sometimes, I need to be a little, less than awesome at times. Blue and I, at some point, were fighting a lot, I can't remember why though, but I always find an excuse to let her do whatever she wants and I love it. Blue also has quite a strange way of picking fights, it's usually different from mine, but I always let her be. If I wasn't the starter of the fight, she would imagine up a scenario like as if I was on an investigation on TV. Another time, she pretended that I was a detective looking for suspects, I would get weirded out by her sometimes. After another year with my tulpa, Blue, her personality and sense of self began to evolve a bit. A change in her habits and behavior. I noticed her gradually taking on more responsibility. Her actions felt more like her own, and that made things more natural. She had already started doing more difficult tasks. I had long since given up on expectation though, as I felt they were barely long enough. My expectations for her were for her to grow to be strong enough to take care of herself. However, with the help of friends on subreddit Topa, she soon began to notice new abilities in her own right, including things I had never considered and that I had once said I would never allow in a Topa. These included, learning languages, traveling playing sports, driving. But the day came when Blue asked to switch with me in control of my body. I became scared that day as she was really desirous to take over my body. I was worried that something bad would happen to me, but she was for sure not worried about my safety. The only question was, how far will she take the control of my body, her own? 
So I told her that I was not ready for that yet and I had to think about it. She said take your sweet time. I agreed, so then she asked me if I had ever been on drugs. I told her that I'd had some once, but that I never again indulged them. She continued to tell me how scary drugs could be and how dangerous they could be. At one point we were talking and she said, maybe you should cut it out, you know it's not healthy for you. I told her that's not true, and she insisted that I believe her. I told her that I didn't know what she was talking about. And then she said that when she was a teen, she even can see how reckless she was. I looked at her confused, then the tulpa stared at me for a minute and then this is what she asked me so, was I right to think you had outgrown having a tulpa? My eyes widened at that statement, and I disagreed with her. I told her oh yes. I realized that my need for people that understand me and support me far outweighed the need for tulpas. She sighed. I continued to speak after all, I had decided to create my own tulpa about a year ago. That's a long time to build trust between a host and their tulpa. Without my mind, my tulpa wouldn't have been able to fully receive memories. Then what about the other example? She asked. I simply just shrugged my shoulders. Then Blue smiled and told me that she is glad that I am her human and she is a very lucky tulpa. It was actually a shock to me that she didn't know about bluffs so tried to trick her. I said her, well I'm amazed you didn't know this world is a simulation and that I am just another tulpa my host created she took that surprise so well. She looked at me side-eyed but she smirked at me and said that I was full of it. We both laughed afterwards. Look I told her I am a tulpa. We created our own selves, we came into this world by creating self-simulations. It was easy for us to have a tulpa because they are just our own self. Why is that so hard to believe? Nonsense. Nonsense and more nonsense. Blue replied. So aren't we deserving of our own memories? Really? I asked, wondering why the topic had shifted over. Then she said, well not all tulpas can create their own memories. Then Blue continued, because, if they did, people would claim it was their own thought patterns, not yours. I thought you were able to demonstrate that when you drew me on paper. Then I said, but you are special because I created you from my own memories, right? Like a tulpa such as yourself, would? Yes Blue said. And it was quite valuable. And you don't feel free? Not just suddenly giving it away like that, but as part of a new life? I asked. A mission, Blue replied, and then she added, this new life. Don't be so secretive. If people come to see you, if it's something you want to do, this new life can be your companion. It can help you, it can be your new family, if you choose. It was a painful thing, telling Blue, my only tulpa, everything. The truth was no secret anymore. But the new experiences were hard. I did not know how to feel the cold power running through my body as it clamped down on me. This power drained every last bit of myself, leaving me screaming in agony. After coming home from work, I was tired and I didn't feel like talking with anyone, not even Blue. I was not in a great mood since I came from work. Then Blue appeared to me and she asked, busy day at the office? I looked up at her and I just told her to leave. Blue started to look more blue and her face looked sad. When I noticed that, I quickly backpedaled and said, Blue, I am sorry, I didn't mean to do this. 
you were right to check on me. I looked at Blue, and blinked. Me, the person that she'd grown to love, found it a harder journey to work on me, any more than that, and I felt a surge of guilt even though I knew that she'd still believe it if I didn't say it. But it was the truth, in between the two of us, the truth was new to us all, and a struggle, but we just kept moving forward. On the night of November 11th 10pm, I saw my tulpa blue, appeared to me wearing a blue long shawl. I have never seen her so beautiful in the night light before. I was really surprised and I started to wonder about that blue color which was difficult to explain to my conscious mind. I looked and didn't see anything at all in her eyes and I knew she was in a trance. Of course no one else could see her in a trance either. Anyway, that night, I knew my tulpa was awake, like she always is when I sleep. And she was looking so radiant, so nice and so happy, it made me happy myself. I did the usual routine and attempted to get back to sleep. But I didn't. My tulpa, blue, suddenly appeared in the middle of my dreams, atop of me and twitching wildly. She knelt down and put her hand over my lips, speaking in a hoarse, unintelligible accent as if she was still in her electric bubble. Don't worry, this won't hurt a bit, I'm going to take control now and you will allow me to. Then a surge of electricity buzzed through my head and soon I awoke. At this point, my conscience snapped. I realized I should never have allowed my tulpa to decide what I would do in my dreams. She had decided to be a bizarre nightmare puppet instead. That's when she finally took over my body, all I could do is be in the backseat and that I became her thoughts. She made me take the car and drive all the way to the nearby coffee shop. She ordered like 10 cups of small coffees. She drank them all. Then she started making me go to the local library and we read so many books on spirit science but she caused a mess of books on the floor. Security was called and we were escorted out. Then on the way home, police stopped us for speeding and he asked for my license and registration. She asked me what is that? I told her to open the glove compartment and get out the documents. Soon. The police officer was getting suspicious as he saw my body being controlled by Blue, fumbling around looking for the documents. The police officer said, Okay sir, I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the vehicle. Then Blue asked the officer why? Then the officer demanded that I do as he says. I urged her and our thoughts to obey the police officer. So Blue, slowly stepped out of the car and the officer asked if I had been drinking. Blue answered in the affirmative and so we had to take a breathalyzer test. Not long after, the result came back negative. Blue said we just had coffee. The police officer wasn't sure what she meant, not realizing he was speaking with my tulpa in control of my body. Are you referring to me? The officer asked. Blue shook no, and said for me and my human friend. Then the police officer looked at us as if it was forever. I was yelling in her head no. Don't say anything, please. Then the officer laughed and he let us go. Phew. I thought. Then Blue decided to let me back in control of my body again. I don't think I want to do this anymore. She said, so we headed on home. I felt guilty, she said, as I drove home, I just shook my head and shrugged. Blue, who's never really tried to hurt me, asked me the next day. Everything you did was for me, I was glad you took the time. 
I will do everything I can to make sure you are happy. I then wept. I didn't want to feel happy at that point. I didn't want to feel love. I wanted to feel satisfied. I would stay with that sentiment throughout the remaining years I spent with her, I'm sure of it. I was speechless, amazed at how far I have come from the cloudiness of my thought form to a full-on manifestation of an entirely new being. It was until March 2011, 2 a.m., my Topa had asked me to take her outside for a nice walk in the park. No way. I am tired and I'd rather get some sleep. I snapped. She looked at me with a pouty face and said I expect mommy and daddy would rather you get some sleep. Do you think I'm boring because you don't have to do this? I wanted to give a piece of my mind but I kept my opinion to myself. She just kept on giving me ultimatums and eventually, I started making my way to the park at that hour. At that point, I was still asking her to do what I told her not to. I suppose, I was spoiling her too much. She loved walking in the fresh air. I would do what she asks of me. It was as if I wasn't even thinking about the consequences. She can't keep promises giving me ultimatums and so, I would do it anyway. At that point I had to let her just be. Since having been my tulpa for the past 40 months, I felt guilty that she doesn't like to be told what to do, and I suppose I was spoiling her too much. So instead of telling her what to do, I only did it by literally letting her know what to do. In the past year, I've slowly started trying to help Blue into trying different behaviors with each action. Blue is not too reactive and it's hard to keep track of how she is reacting. Sigh, tulpas can be pretty tricky to handle. For example, sometimes tulpa reacts and tries to tell us what's going on. It can be an uncomfortable situation for us because we don't know what to do and that's a major part of identifying the problems. It's not just what should I do but how can I make the situation better? I know that her shape-shifting was my fault. Oh yes, did I mention that she can do this? I thought I could fix it, but I was wrong. I thought I was strong and flexible enough to handle my own tulpa and my actions caused something that I cannot fix. I could not believe it. She, was able to do that ability? She changed forms from her pretty blue lady look to a bird of some sort. I prefer you to be a woman to please my eyes. I cried to her, I've tried to control my emotions from this thought form I have created. No. She answered, you cannot. I will alter your form to suit my needs. I shouted back telepathically she then shook her head at me with a grin and then pulled her hand away like a magician waving her hands, moving gracefully around her womanly curves, and poof. She became a blue deer. Blue. You had better change back to human form. I yelled as I waved manically. She gave me the hard look and chuckled. I didn't mean to scare you, I didn't realize what I was doing, she replied but she quickly realized how really overblown that statement was. She looked away from me and into the distance, and then her eyes fell on me. I instantly felt a tingle rush up my spine. A new shockwave coursed through me as if my stomach were being filled with butterflies. You bet, you scared me. As I looked on in amazement, Blue began to make a pouty face and she said so why did do that then? And FYI. I planned to stay at our dream hotel in the star-spangled castle. I looked at her annoyed, 
Well, you aren't behaving very nicely and you hair. It used to be dark bluish green, but you are going with purple? Yeah? Blue retorted. Because I thought you might have liked it that way. I guess I was wrong. I hate you. Blue cried, what? I replied in shock. Well yeah but I am the same girl I always was. You do realize, you're still my topa. I wouldn't think of you any other way. Blue looked at me and she came closer to me and said, of course, don't worry about anything. Everything's fine. She must have noticed how my little bit of affection and love rubbed off on her. Hey, Blue. You look tired. What's wrong? I asked. Blue smiled and lifted herself up. I've been working on a problem for about two weeks. She couldn't find the right words. What problem could it be? I've been, well, it's been really hard to concentrate lately, but it's going to get strenuous for me as my life depends on you as a host. My heart sank and I suddenly became worried. What do you mean? You were just fine a minute ago she sighed. Well, you are the host for me, right? And you only tell me what to do. Then the new problem is that I can't hear what you say. She frowned in confusion, I meant what you say to me. But it's hard to understand why a host such as yourself would be more important than me. I don't know, maybe you are just not my true love, am I right? I looked at Blue in shock at what I was hearing. Is she telling me something I don't know? What are her plans? Then Blue said in my head, oh stop it. I'm not gonna try anything funny, can't you trust me? Your beloved Topa? Then I hugged her and I just went to bed. It wasn't for about three months later, and a week had gone by, I didn't see Blue as I was focused on my job at the post office. I was busy working 8 hours a day. I had not much time as I used to. But now something else happened with me. During my lunch break, Blue sent me a text on my phone but I didn't send a reply yet. Blue said, that I had overindulged, in the real world and that I have abandoned her. She wrote this odd little poem for me and it went like this, I am alone. You've never been alone. You're not alone. You have the internet. I have the internet, too. I have the internet. I always have the internet. So now you're telling me you've never been alone? No, 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 no. Your world is smaller. This isn't about me. I don't want you to get on my case. I understand that your world is that narrow. I left it alone and didn't feel like replying. After a couple of days I began to feel my head pressures. After looking street pictures of my friends on Facebook, I could tell that she wanted to ask me, so what is this or who is this? Because my tulpa wasn't induced to the fact that she hadn't any powers. But she did show me after all. I saw her clairvoyance, floating ability and psychokinesis. It was awesome. She wanted to teach me. I was so on board. She thought to herself, the most exciting thing that has happened to me in this reality has happened now. She found herself in a new life. Now things were beginning to get more interesting. Blue had always wanted to teach me telepathy and psychokinesis. On 17th of December 2013, Blue had revealed her true plans in the future. She said, let's get married. At that very moment. I realized how real things have became. I never expected my tulpa to ask me to marry her. Then Blue looked at me and said, May I ask you a question? Sure, 
I responded. You can ask any question you want to me. And please, not one more question. Really? How about why? Do you want me to be your girlfriend? Or do you want me to be your bride? No. I just wanted you to be my bride. Wow. Okay. Do you want me to go into the bedroom with you? Uh, I answered. I can help you with that too. We're not going anywhere. She just said she can help with that too. Now let's get our ceremony started she said as she made a ring appear out of nowhere. Say you'll marry me? Suddenly, Blue created a fantasy room altar and the wedding reception had other people inside. These were Blue's people and other tulpas came to participate in the wedding. I did not fail to take notice of the fact that everyone in the room had a blank red face when Blue arrived. And I'll make the marriage special they are still acting weird and not responding. Do not worry, I'll hurry and finish them off. Blue finished the wedding reception while I was in the bathroom, brushing my teeth. No, I'm not worried about the wedding. All I did was create an altar, invite Topa people in, and added a wedding song that they will hear. Then Blue told the crowd we are the first ever man and Topa couple on the history of Topa Mansi. Everybody clapped for us. So we had the wedding, it was official, me and my Topa were now pronounced man and Topa wife. A year later, I got a text from Blue and she gave me the surprise of my life, she was pregnant with our child. I cried in joy, crying with happiness. I was just, so happy. I called her back and been updating her daily to announce the news to her family. That night, I cried the tears of joy. I said to Blue this has been a big life event for us. And I love you and we are going to celebrate. Blue answered and told me that I should be so proud and keep her and our baby. It was amazing, so we named our half-human, half-tulp Lavender. She looked gorgeous, however, I could only see her in my lucid dreaming where Blue and I built our little home. Currently, Blue took time off from her work at the Dream Airport, to nurse our Tulpa daughter. We are planning to grow our family within the lucid dreamland and Blue will manage it for me while I am conscious, living my worldly life. This is our situation in the meantime, until the next episode I'll let you know the details of Tulpa fatherhood. Thanks for listening to my story, farewell.